Hi guys, I'm Giuseppe Santamaria, the photographer behind Men in This Town and editor of Mitt Magazine. I want to welcome you to a new episode of Portrait Session, in partnership with Armani Exchange Connected. This podcast takes a closer look at who the men on the street are by bringing them into the studio for a portrait and having a chat about their particular approach to the many facets of life. This week, I connected with Stephen Grace, a graphic designer hailing from the Barossa Valley in South Australia. After a move to Adelaide for a change of pace from the sleepy town he grew up in, Stephen eventually found himself in Sydney. Starting fresh and with a goal in mind, he eventually landed a job at Christopher Doyle & Co., a boutique agency he had his eye on back in Adelaide. Call it the universe's plan, good luck, or hard work, it seems to be the path leading Stephen through life so far, and he plans to keep going with it. Head over to meninthistown.com to view selects from our portrait session. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the conversation that took place. Stephen Grace. I'm a graphic designer working at Christopher Doyle and Co. And I've lived in Sydney for about three and a half years. Moved over from Adelaide by way really? of Barossa Valley. Yeah, that's where I grew up. No way. How was it growing up there? Um, it's good. I mean, it's really it's kind of small. You know, mm. um, it's really naturally beautiful. Which I think when you grow up somewhere that's really beautiful, you don't know that it's really nice (laughs) and everyone's like treating it as if it's a destination and I didn't really understand why and even now when I tell people people love it but uh, you know at the time you don't really appreciate it for what it is um but no it's good I mean it's really yeah there was um it's like a wine region I guess there's just very different to what I'm doing now like Mm -hmm. a lot of people that I grew up around are now working at wineries, winemakers, yeah. all that sort of thing. So I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a really super like uh, creative, designy environment. But mm. uh, somehow I was, I came out of that environment <laughs> to where <laughs> I am now. What made you come to Sydney then? What was the reason for that? Um, or did you just have to kind of escape? <laughs> I think it. Well, I, I ended up moving to Adelaide, and then I worked in a design role there at a studio. And I've always just had the idea that Sydney or Melbourne was. Mm. really where all the creative jobs were and i mean it's sort of correct i think there is a lot there's just a lot more volume i guess of jobs oh, yeah yeah i mean sydney alone is kind of like melbourne definitely has its places but like sydney for fashion stuff a lot of the companies are here yeah and you just can't kind of get work necessarily in melbourne but there's a lot of design stuff in melbourne yeah as to where it's in yeah so i think i had even seen that from adelaide mm. you just kind of get a sense that there's a lot more happening on the East Coast and there's a little bit of FOMO just being somewhere like that, especially when you're starting out and there's so many other great studios that you admire and they're all in Sydney or Melbourne for the most part. And there are some great studios, that's not to discount Adelaide, there's some really wonderful studios there, but there's there's a lot, you know, there's less of them, they're smaller, harder to get into. So I kind of just moved over with, you know, 
a backpack and yeah, yeah. a big dream. <laughs> <laughs> big dream in the city. Yeah. How old were you when you came? I was 20, so I'm 24 now. So. Are you 24? Yeah, yeah I'm right. 24. You're a baby. I'm a baby. You? I'm a real child. I am a child. But I, I was always told by my dad that I grew up way too quickly and I was always trying to kind of rush ahead and do yeah, all of that. Yeah. And I was just too, I was always just pushing kind of forward quicker yeah. than I think than I should have been. But I think a lot of people, I mean, I myself always surrounded myself by older people. Yeah. It's just the kind of what I had a little bit more in common with. And yeah. just, I don't know, I, it's, I was always looking to grow up. always and I never and that's not necessarily the greatest thing because I kind of probably didn't enjoy my youth not I'm old I'm 32 (laughs) but I didn't enjoy my my teenage years as I probably could have yeah no I think I kind of feel the same that I Mm. kind of maybe I did rush it a little bit but I don't have a different like version of my life to go by so it's not you know there's no point in comparison I'm like this this is great for me I I feel like I, I did what I wanted but the I, I agree i always hung out with like my older brother and like he i'm sure he was super annoyed by that you know at school <laughs> i wanted to hang out with him and his friends and yeah, yeah. i just always had you know always had friends older than me so i think it, that just kind of pulled me up a bit quicker than i probably like you as well you know yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you just kind of tend to grow up a little bit quicker when you have friends who are already a few years older than you Absolutely. yeah uh so yeah i feel like I have done everything quite young but I not I don't think I'm, it, it's the only version of my life I have yeah, <laughs> yeah, to reference so yeah. so where'd you end up studying then in was it Adelaide or you so, were yeah well I ended up doing I, I kind of came to design through a bit of a weirder roundabout sort of way which is that I was always really interested in it in school and was always kind of pushing for that for that teaching myself things mm. working things out I've just I don't know what it was I just had a real interest for working out how, how to make visual things you know what, what I mean for me for example for design mm. it was um kind of motion graphic tv graphics that kind oh, yeah. of attracted me to of like this is interesting like I MTV and much music mm. which is a Canadian version mm-hmm. of MTV there I loved just like their their mm-hmm. movie mm. or music award graphics mm. always when like those came out every year and I kind of like okay I want to kind of want to do that was there something specific for you that oh, was yeah. interesting that I know what you mean that you, you don't know sometimes what graphic design is no you know and I there's a bit of a I think there's just an assumption that it just kind of happens like that there's mm. not someone tweaking it on the other end unless you really like think it through and I yeah. think my parents also didn't maybe necessarily understand that that there's like someone that does all those tiny things because you just kind of assume things in the world just uh, they're just kind of made like who who designs things (laughs) like who designs tickets of like you know that a a machine punches out you know from at the train station like someone actually though did have to work all that out but you just think oh well it's just a machine that does that um i i can't even really pinpoint what it was but i do know that i used to love like photos of like you know when people depatch like multiple versions of themselves onto photos or something i think yeah. those sort of things really trip me out like weird visual yeah. tricks and, and illusions and that sort of thing i was like wow that's cool how could i do that and i remember in primary school i made an image where i like cut 10 versions out of myself and put them onto one image and yeah. um because i wanted to learn how to do it and it was a little bit of like a magic trick you know it's a little and i think that's uh, maybe just what seduced me a little bit is that you can create these like yeah these weird things that no one knows how you made and and there's a little bit of magic to it when when no one else knows what you're doing <laughs> yeah no, absolutely and it's like 
then there's a satisfaction for yourself yeah. there of just doing it and it's like completely yeah so I, I I think there was there was always I had always an interest in that and I think there was a bit of positive reinforcement when I made some of those things by like teachers and and friends mm. and stuff that they I kind of got the maybe that just gave me the dopamine hit that I needed yeah. and then I've like forever like cemented that chemical connection yeah. <laughs> but I <laughs> kind of just always continued doing that and was always really interested in it and just taught myself primarily and um, so eventually though I when I did come up to the end of high school and I was kind of looking towards the future I didn't really have the confidence to think I was like any anything I could make anything of the design thing so yeah. um, I started a law degree and, yeah, right. yeah, and I uh, just dipped into that for a little bit and completely hated it and realized <laughs> realized that it was all wrong so that weirdly I think actually helped push me back into the design oh, sure. thing because I was yeah. like okay well I know that I'm better at design than I am at a law degree so I should really try making something of that. So I was always, since I was kind of self-taught and, and making things, I was putting things up online. Mm. And just by some weird stroke of fate, a, a design studio in Adelaide saw things that I was putting on like, oh, wow. Dribble or yeah, something yeah. like that. And they contacted me and said, we're looking for a designer, junior designer, um, could you like come in? Oh, and so I did a little, um, a test for them because I had like no folio, no previous experience, no degree. And they said, cool, can you just do this like mini brief for us just to see that we actually, like, you know what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, Because right now we have little confidence, but um, they gave me something and I got it back to them and they were like, yep, great. Like come in. And so they just kind of gave me this little, like start from very, very what like a modern way of actually getting a job <laughs> your first job isn't it I'm well yeah i think social. yeah I, it's it's really bizarre and i don't think it's funny because I, I don't think it can really be replicated like i i feel like i give terrible like advice to to people like if they want to get started or whatever mm. like honestly i like do not follow mine because it was very <laughs> lucky and i and i feel very grateful that they um, like saw just saw me and actually asked me to, to get in otherwise it wouldn't have wouldn't have happened so was there somebody kind of in that first job that almost kind of um, worked as a, a, a guider for you or in kind of a inspiration oh yeah completely yeah Andrew Puttyfoot was his name and he um, yeah it was wonderful he was the one who saw my stuff and then he just really was a great like mentor and and helped me mm. just kind of like acclimatized to what a studio environment was like and doing work and presenting work and he was just a bit of a master he'd come over from portland and was living back in adelaide for a really brief time um and so it was kind of this weird window when he was like in adelaide for like 18 months he employed me got my start and then he like moved back to portland so he no way. That, it was, was like, like yeah. just serendipitous very it's, serendipitous it, and yeah. you wonder how why that happened yeah that's so specifically Oh, that happen, isn't it? It's amazing. It's like he was this little design angel that came and, and you know, came back to Adelaide, gave me a job and then like went back and it really just like put everything into motion for me yeah. because if he hadn't done that, I have, I, I don't know what like my career tra- trajectory would have looked like or anything, but he really was amazing and very generous and kind. And, oh, yeah. wow. and so when he actually said he was leaving, um, 
I was so upset. I remember no. just bawling my no. eyes out, <laughs> thinking no. I didn't know what was going to happen. But you know, thinking that he that like he was my only connection to the design industry. But then I, I kind of learned over time, like no, like he gave me the start, and now he's like kind of built me up into into my own yeah. person, and now I can kind of continue um, beyond that as well. So no, I'm very thankful to Andrew, but. Uh, yeah, I've thankfully I've managed to kind of keep, keep up the, <laughs> the, the momentum. Yeah. Going and not completely depend on yeah. the one. <laughs> uh, I see that completely, especially when you're starting out, because it's like you're like whether you go to school or not, just that first job is kind of um, just it, if you find your comfort zone and kind mm. of the groove of kind of how mm. things work, and then kind of by yourself all of a sudden it's could be scary I feel. yeah completely any job. yeah and i felt uh, like a bit of an orphan with, with him gone because i just had so little experience you know mm. and i and especially not having um any kind of official study I, that also i think just made me feel like i was really incompetent and i didn't no, know you know please, yeah. but then i think over yeah but over time I like think that's, that's a great thing i kind of it's I think school is overrated mm. <laughs> it's just it's then you're all taught the exact same way and right. you're just kind of a, a bunch of generic designers where i think it's great that people can kind of now learn mm. by themselves and teach themselves and learn from others as well but you have that something specifically unique and different that not a group of students kind of have necessarily mm. so yeah yeah i mean yeah it's a it's definitely a, a like a, it's inspiring seeing other people who have kind of come up and people that are leading studios and that sort of thing who are just primarily self-taught and mm. uh yeah, so that's like really inspiring to me i eventually though i have when i did move to sydney i kind of was feeling a bit of the like i need a like i need a something yeah, so yeah. i ended up taking the Shillington course for doing part-time there which right. is like a you know, design school they have a few campuses around the world um, and they do like part-time or full-time course and it's so the part-time course is over a year yeah, and yeah. that's kind of spread out you know a few nights a week sort of thing and that was um, in terms of the skill stuff like in terms sorry in terms of the technical knowledge mm. the um, that uh, was like I think I'd already kind of gotten to the point you know, with what, of what they were teaching just because of my previous experience. But yeah. there was a whole other thing of developing a portfolio right. around that as well, yeah. which I found really valuable yeah. um, and kind of helped me like just develop like a body of work that was mine and I could actually like go to a studio with that folio awesome. as well. So And you went to get your first job or your job here in Sydney with that? Yeah. 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 So when after after I finished, I was already, so I was living in Sydney and, and working, um, just in-house at the convention center yeah. and um i basically i really like i ever since i kind of started at the first job in adelaide i really wanted to um be in the studio and mm. and there's you know a bunch of studios like i was saying before that i knew were in sydney and and melbourne and christopher doyle and co was one of them that i like loved from adelaide like when i was watching from afar in adelaide yeah. um and so i kind of gave myself the ultimatum after i finished shillington that I quit my job at the convention center because I just yeah gave myself the ultimatum that I would need to be in like a studio job instead of being in house because I wanted to be somewhere that did yeah. you know branding or or just other something else I didn't want to be in house basically so I quit the job right as I was finishing Shillington 
uh, with nothing on the other side. I was mm-hmm. like taking a bit of a leap of faith and I'm like, this is my push. I'll, I'll have to find something and I'll have to land somewhere. That's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and so I, I gave myself an end date and then almost uh, like a week after I handed in my resignation, Chris Doyle posted on his Instagram that he was looking for a designer with a few years of experience. And oh it was God. this, again, just Another this bizarre. Angel. Yeah, <laughs> I, it really was. Just such a strange moment of serendipity again where it aligned perfectly. Obviously, me seeing the ad, I was just immediately thinking i'm like this is a sign i'm obviously going to get the job it's probably very arrogant just to be like well i I, like this is obviously the universe showing me (laughs) it is i believe in that it's you have to look out for those signs and kind of really pay attention to Mm. them because it's it is the universe kind of telling you kind of the direction to kind of go in and it's some people kind of completely ignore it and Mm. don't necessarily listen to that and it, it still requires work Mm. but it's like they're little hints you know Mm. make sure you pay attention to them yeah yeah, so he put the ad up. I had a folio from Shillington that I kind of believed in and mm. I thought was more in the direction of the stuff that I wanted to be doing because, you know, when, you, when you're at somewhere in-house, like the folio that I kind of come out with from there, all the work that I can show is mm. not necessarily the kind of work that I want to be doing. So yeah. Shillington did give me that, like a, a body of work that I could own and say so, and I really actually enjoyed and, and that was the sort of stuff that I wanted to be doing in the future as well so what, what was that kind of stuff were you kind of looking at it I really wanted to do branding and that was kind of my my direction and then so when we were wrapping up Shillington I kind of tweaked all of the projects which were across a range of stuff they do mm. you have like a digital thing a print thing a packaging thing I just turned them all into like branding projects because yeah. I just wanted to have a like a folio full of branding and so I, I just kind of curated everything and made sure it was it looked like I could do branding yeah. and uh and yeah because there's a there's a few studios I really admired in Sydney and you know Chris Doyle being one of them and I just wanted to kind of get somewhere like that and I think the having that kind of curated folio helped me when applying with Chris because then he could see you know yeah. this is what he does this is what he likes so it just kind of helped get me in the door a little bit uh, yeah and it is it's a smaller studio like a small staff like it's how many people yeah. work there there's, there's three of us so three, it's, yeah. yeah chris doyle at the, at the top and then there's josie young and then there's me so it's very mm-hmm. uh yeah we're very small which but um do you like that like it's the yeah. small team i mean it's yeah i do like it i really love it because it's kind of everything that the studio outputs there's a bit of all of us in it and i really like that that there's not any project really that comes out that like none of us have touched yeah, um, right. and while there is projects that i guess like i'll work on more or josie will work on more there's always a, like there's always kind of a collaboration with all of us as well that we all get to kind of feed into it mm. but usually there'll be a primary kind of designer on on a project but it's nice that everything is all the output of all of us in a way there's not nothing that's really owned by one person too tightly and yeah. i, I kind of like that that it's almost like a family agency of just kind of yeah yeah know. it's really it's nice and it's really small in and like that yeah we're just in close quarters and i think that um I th- yeah i think we kind of punch above our weight in terms of like we get a lot done i think we're all quite productive together um and yeah everything is just it's it's all owned by the by us which is it's really beautiful nice. work yeah. like oh, it's like i follow the instagram your your instagram and it's just 
seeing the stuff that you guys produce is very inspiring. Oh, it's thank like, you. wow. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of crazy for me to think about that, I, like, I still kind of pinch myself in a way because mm-hmm. I was you know, in the Barossa Valley, looked at these sort of studios, and, and now I'm kind of living yeah, the thing yeah. that I looked at years and years ago. And it's really, I, yeah, I just, I like, it, it's a, I'm really lucky that the right things have happened at the right time for me mm. and I get to be where I am now and working on that stuff that I used to look at and be like, I wish I could work on that. And now I get to like feed into that and be part yeah. of that. It's really, it's just really exciting for me. Yeah. Amazing. So working in design, how, how do you think it's influenced your personal style? Because your style is quite cool, relaxed, easygoing. What's it all about? Ah, uh, that's, it's funny. I always wonder about like the crossover of, you know, like different design styles, you yeah, know, yeah. like what you input into your graphic design or like into your like How you live your life with that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like how, what that, what your home looks like. And I'm always kind of interested in that. Like I love <laughs> looking at, you know, when designers have, you know, like their open home sort of things, mm. like what their places look like. I yeah. love that. And even actually at the moment, this, have you seen this week, like Paul Rand is, is auctioning, there's like a deceased estate of oh, all really? the Paul Rand stuff. And it's, really? like, it's so fascinating just scrolling through all of the stuff that he owned and like his home and like his home's up for auction as well. And it's amazing. Wow, okay, yeah. It's so, and it's just so fascinating just how all those things cross over. Um, so yeah, I, I don't exactly know what the connection is between all of it because I think my, I, I do think I'm slightly uh, like different in some parts. I think the, my um, like personal style is like, a boy scout and <laughs> <laughs> boy scout i like that boy scout meets <laughs> bowerbird or something because i like collecting um things and i like going to like finding weird like vintage store finds yeah, and, yeah. and so vintage stuff is something yeah oh yeah i definitely love that and i think um i love the just the idea of finding objects or like clothes that have history and that you kind mm. of continue that history a little yeah, bit yeah. i like that really fascinates me that and not, nothing necessarily even high-end or like I even the lowbrow stuff I kind of enjoy more but mm-hmm. just that you like it, it's it's had its own life and that you you're now part of that and you kind of Absolutely. continue it and that just fascinates me I love just thinking about objects where they've been and mm. who conceived them in the first place and and now that you're like that. you know they're yeah. halfway across the world and you're wearing it around yeah, Sydney. Absolutely. I just think that's so fascinating. So was, you look at the fun in it. Like there is yeah. Yeah, fun with fashion. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I think it's, yeah, I, I do like to have a bit of fun with it and a little bit just anything weird or kind of funny. I have this, like my favorite <laughs> shirt that I own is uh, this shirt that says, I slept aboard the USS Massachusetts. <laughs> and um I don't know, like, I just, I found it when I was in, I went to New York last year and I got it at a store and it's just like, I don't know why I love it so much. It's like that there's this, obviously this boat, the USS Massachusetts and they, I can't even say that word. Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> too many um, <laughs> We know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then this is the boat and that there's people's obviously sleep a, a lot on it or something. And so much so that they're like, we need to make a shirt of that. <laughs> And then people are buying it, being like, that is so me. I totally slept aboard that. I, I feel that. I totally feel that. <laughs> and it's just like, I, there's so many layers to that, which I just find is so bizarre mm. that, like, that is 
obviously a really iconic thing on the boat <laughs> and and now like i've pulled it away and it's like in sydney and i just i don't know i just love that i don't know why and that someone bought it i the whole thing of it is just i i kind of love um and all of the, there's so many of those sort of things that they just have this like this full story that i really enjoy and it's the I, stories yeah it's not just something generic and yeah there's, there's life behind it i kind of got that vibe as well like I, um going to japan and going to the store do you know don quixote that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like kind of like jb hi-fi for everything you know like, <laughs> that's kind of the vibe that's a good way of saying it because it's just so it's so cluttered and it's everything's on special like everything's on sale you know like there's yeah, like handwritten yeah. signs and it feels like a jb hi-fi and um they uh, that store also gave me that same thing where you're looking at all of these items and it, they all have these really rich lives like they yeah. are so i just there's so much stuff in there that you look at something and just think someone like conceived that idea for a product they that was their life's mission was to make this product mm. and then they someone had to design it then there's like a factory of people working on it and yeah. it's like all for just like one item and then there's about a hundred thousand items on that floor and then there's like they've all had the same thing it just that really overwhelmed me when i was in japan like seeing all of that i just it, it really reinforced that to me and i yeah, yeah. love that about like objects but as well as clothes like how well, they, they say the that thing. with in japan that like objects have a soul or like it's everything has a kind of oh, right, something yeah. behind it you know and yeah. it's, i think it is the truth it, whether it is even something that's completely brand new mm. there is something that's going to be behind that that you're going to be part of that telling you know yeah. and you're conceiving how it's being used and yeah all that yeah so yeah i definitely i love the i love that kind of history of of, yeah. of clothes and um so yeah i try and like make an effort to go to you know little stores or markets and just oh, have yeah. a little peruse through and yeah yeah little bowerbird sort of thing <laughs> to continue my boy scout, your boy scout. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. so what are you wearing today what's your look today all about my look today is i'm wearing clark's desert boots which are kind of just a staple love and them. i just i just keep purchasing them as i wear them out i just wear them through yeah, and then yeah. i just buy a new one and i just love kind of wearing that um I, wear, I love the red socks with them or the yeah, blush socks. Little, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, everyone loves a everyone loves a blush sock. <laughs> blush um, sock. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a bit of a, like a Uniqlo yeah. lover, just for staples, like because they just go with everything. You know, yeah, that you absolutely. can have a little few fun items that make yeah. it exciting. Um, and then yeah, just black trousers, a, a grey mile tucked in shirt, and uh, a little neckerchief that's also from America. Um, and just a little fun hat with a little ghost on it. Love that. Um, which is just, <laughs> and, which is just describing a, a boy scout. And I'm also wearing an Armani exchange watch as well. Awesome. Yeah. Do you wear many accessories? I like the handkerchief and the hat. And um, is it something that you have a collection of? Oh, I, I do like neckerchiefs. I do like collecting. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not like a big on like jewelry or like necklace or anything like that yeah, yeah. um i do like a timepiece as well um but yeah I, I generally keep it uh yeah a little bit more natural yeah, yeah. yeah totally love that how does it work into kind of where you work does it like does your style kind of translate from the office to your life like is it yeah oh yeah definitely i don't think there's any thankfully i guess in stuff you know creative kind of fields or and especially graphic design mm. uh unless you're in a corporate people are pretty yeah. flexible with what you wear which i really like uh where's the studio where is it a studio's in 
Surrey Hills. So, oh, okay, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, if you're not wearing like something cool and you're booted from the suburb, you cannot uh, be seen wearing a suit. In <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I'm not too, I, yeah, I don't, don't get too stressed about it. It's funny though, like when I see friends or something after work and I'll just kind of rock up and they're like, did you go to work today? And I'm like, yeah, I just went, like, what do you mean? This is what I wear to work. <laughs> I, I think it shocked a lot of people kind of what the corporate friends that we have. It's yeah. like, it's, they don't know the idea of kind of dressing casually at work. It's no. Like, yeah. So and, foreign. Yeah, like, exactly. And that's like a Friday thing, you know, like on Friday they wear a polo shirt and they're like, it's <laughs> casual shirt Friday. Um, but no, I think we're quite lucky in that we can just wear whatever to work. Um, Express yourself. And yeah. Kind of be like, I mean, not that people that work in corporate jobs can't because they probably kind of have their ways of wearing a suit and stuff like that. And that's mm. their mm. personal style, but exactly yeah of course and that's completely and and to me that's like so like i'm i'm not good at doing that at all like no, I, you no, know, I'm, not, no. I'm not good at the dressing up bit but like i can really appreciate like a well-dressed yeah. up man um and i like i love the the effort and it's a completely different kind of look but yeah. um in the same way it's just it's also not for me <laughs> how's um sydney been treating you mm. how long you've been here now two three years um uh, coming up to f- oh yeah I'm almost about four actually four years, yeah, yeah four years um, what's life in Sydney like for you it's great I I love it it's a really exciting place I think for being a uh, like a creative person and, and kind of trying to find feet a little bit I think mm-hmm. it's a really great place in terms of there being lots of opportunities but we're also not in a really insane work culture I don't think here especially when I hear about places like New York or London and I feel kind of lucky that if uh that I'm I'm kind of cutting my teeth in Sydney you know like that I'm doing the hard work here because I know other cities can just be so much more demanding Mm -hmm. and they're really kind of stressful to like just to try and get up a little bit you know and get ahead um so I, I think I'm really lucky in that way that it's um that we like just the kind of work-life balance, you know, that whole thing, um, that it's quite, there's a bit of an equilibrium here, which I really yeah. like. Um, and I just, yeah, I love it. I love the kind of buzz of, of cities and I always have been attracted to cities and uh, yeah, just kind of the movement and the constant feeling of motion and you know, everything's- yeah. You want action, like compared yeah. to where you kind of yeah. living, it's- yeah. It is a lot more energy in Sydney, but then even in comparison to New York, it's not as extreme as New York. It has that nice balance here. And that's why I've always end up loving about Sydney is, you know, when I graduated school in Canada and Toronto, I had the expectations of kind of moving to New York and went there for an internship, but ultimately ended up coming to Sydney and, mm. and didn't necessarily feel it right away because I wanted something that was more energy. But then I was able to travel to New York and back and forth and kind of the way that I see people living there it just it's a bit too much for me now mm, like mm. the more longer I'm here the more I love Sydney it's mm. just because it, it's cliche to say I always say it but it's that balance of mm, work and mm, life mm. where somewhere in a big city they're always kind of climbing and trying to make it to the top and not really living their lives yeah. it's just work you know yeah yeah I completely know. yeah I, I I feel exactly the same and I cities like that do really excite me mm. but then when I hear Kind of the horror stories of, yeah. of what it's like to to live there as well i i think sydney is a great in between of mm. you, you get a, a mix of both and i think on the whole australia 
at least in kind of outfield, the there isn't a, like I think there's a little bit more of a turning tide of like not working crazy hours, you know, yeah. having a bit more of that balance. And I think there is a little bit more of a push for kind of the work life yeah, yeah. stuff. So and it just naturally happens, I think. Yeah, it's not even a push. It's just the are the surroundings that we surround ourselves by. Yeah, it's just that's it lends true. Itself to it. Yeah, know? exactly. I mean, it's already especially in Sydney. It's a very outdoor city, and mm. I think people just kind of orientate their lives around the beach or being in parks or yeah, yeah I think just naturally the city is is already quite outdoorsy so yeah. I think the idea of being in an office too long a lot of people are kind of opposed to that idea yeah. um, but no I yeah the I, it's funny coming from yeah the Barossa Valley which is pretty you know it's pretty sleepy you know pretty quiet mm-hmm. um, I always yeah had the I, I just was always into cities and I don't know where that came from because my parents really detest cities yeah, right. even think Adelaide's too busy and then let alone somewhere <laughs> like Sydney yeah. is you know next level whereas this for me I'm like it could be a little bit you know yeah, <laughs> yeah, a few yeah. more people like I'm, <laughs> I'm okay um so yeah it's always just I, I I kind of love the yeah just the activity it just makes you feel like you're you're part of something you know yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. it's part of it I always look at Sydney as a growing city as well mm. so it's you know it's we're kind of going to be embedded in this fabric that is just constantly growing which is exciting mm. do you see yourself here kind of long term or do you see yourself like at all traveling a bit more or moving to another city mm. i like? yeah i think i do want to move i've um but not not really immediately I, I love my job a lot um but i've always been i've been up front with chris saying that you know it's not going to be forever because i do yeah. want to yeah i'd love to move somewhere else and try it out again mm. and um i yeah i don't know i think that's just Part of my personality is just the I like the idea of something new, being mm. spontaneous, trying, try just trying it, something you know, and Absolutely. seeing if it works. So I've had my eye on Barcelona for a while. And Barcelona, a, yeah, really? know, which is strange because I don't know any Spanish, so I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I'm really tempted, but um, there's a few studios that are that I love, like Mucho and a studio called Hey, who do wonderful work, and I. Yeah, so there's a f- and uh, like there's a different kind of sensibility with Spanish mm. designers and um, I could see that definitely from even just the, the indie magazines that yeah. come out of there, or even the commercial ones are very interesting and always have something special to them. I think. Yeah, and they have a great use of color. Like there's a mm. lot of studios in, like uh, yeah, there's a few in Barcelona that have that are just beautiful with their color use. And it's funny, I, I'd love to see some kind of like charting of like how countries use like color and design and stuff like that or like you know the, that's what, very true that's um, interesting. <laughs> but i don't know what it is about there's a bunch of spanish studios that just have really great color use so uh yeah i either there or yeah i mean i i think i'm like tempted to try new york for like a few months and then yeah, just yeah. like just to, to soak it up because i feel like you can't get enough of that city. There's always more yeah. for, for somewhere like that. And get out of your system. Almost. Yeah, yeah, You know, exactly. like long term, so you don't want to do the struggle there. Yeah, <laughs> but at least do it for a little bit. So yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think I don't think um, uh, Sydney is necessarily permanent, and I don't know, I don't know where that is yet. Mm. I'm just kind of just kind of going along with with the ride and wow. hoping for more serendipitous moments. I guess. I think that's the way people should live. Is yeah, yeah, totally pay attention to those signs. Yeah, kind of. Go into different chapters of your mm. story. It's not just one place that you have to be in for the rest of your life. It's, yeah. This world is massive and it's becoming more of a global kind of lifestyle that mm. we could all live. So mm. it's nice. Yeah. What makes you ultimately happy? Like what kind of, is it work? Is it kind of hanging out with friends? 
being by yourself, what is it that mm. gets you kind of smiling? I think recently what's really been making me happy is the, like work is very, I think I find work very satisfying yeah. um, and being able to do good work and work that I believe in is incredibly satisfying. And I, I really, I think the most recent example of like what, like work being really satisfying for me um, we did a rebrand for um, a company called the Institute of Many who yep. um, are a HIV advocacy um, group and they're also a support group for people living with HIV and um, we did a rebrand for them at the studio and it was amazing like oh, thank you. just so oh. fun and so vibrant and yeah love it, it. it was such a great project to work on and um, Nick who runs it is just really smart and lovely and funny and that was just so satisfying because it combined a few things that I am really passionate about which is design uh, like kind of just activism and advocacy mm. um, as well as you know like me personally as a gay man and I guess kind of that history mm. that like we have of um, that you know that HIV crisis and the response and, and it's like you of, almost feel kind of separated from it yeah being younger and not of the generation but how can you actually still kind of yeah have your hand in there completely yeah definitely it's spot on and I think there yeah it was such as just a it was so satisfying for me to be able to like use skills that you know I've kind of developed in design and kind of connect a few parts of myself mm. at work and that was just so satisfying for me and I know that like Nick was so stoked with what we came up with and um and he's really excited about it as well so it's mm -hmm. just been a really just yeah like you say how do you connect those this thing that you know i'm i'm kind of removed from just because of um you know how young i am i guess um but yeah how, like how do we kind of continue that history and um and also still be kind of telling the story because it's like how do you tell it in a new way mm. that hasn't been done and how younger people might look at it as kind of just something that's old fashioned when it's not because it's yeah. still people are living with it and yeah, it's like completely. how do you rebrand it almost which yeah. is a great example yeah and so there's um that that just was really satisfying because it yeah it answered all of those sort of things and um and I guess now I'm just kind of thinking about like how can I do like more of that sort of thing where it's like combining these parts of me mm. and and I think that's it's just kind of triggered something in me of like how can I use like commercial work to be able to kind of influence you know, like to, to combine those things of like activism and, and just my kind of personal politics as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's, um, that made me super happy. And I think work can be incredibly satisfying, even just work for commercial clients, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess that was this kind of marriage of a few, few bits that, um, yeah, I think has just really been a, like a really satisfying moment. Yeah. I love that. And how about downtime happiness? Kind of what is your, what do you do when it's kind of, you want to shut off? And yeah. Um, shutting off is, I actually am a bit sad because I would like, I like to do little other, you know, designy sort of experiments and learn mm. other sort of things um, in terms of like motion and all that sort of thing. Just like kind of like tinkering with little things. Um, and what else makes question it is a tough question <laughs> it's a really tough one are you social or are you like oh yeah being by yourself? oh yeah are i mean you... oh yeah sorry that's it's not actually really a tough question <laughs> um, <laughs> no i do like to be social and um yeah you know friends 
lovers, all of the above, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, Sydney's just a really, it's been really great for me just in terms of socially. It's just such a, you know, it's a really, it can be such a wonderful place, I guess, to be in a city like Sydney because um, you can meet so many people that I would never have, have met before, you know, and that um, you can make really wonderful friends and connections. And um, yeah, I feel very lucky in that I do have, yeah, a healthy social life. And, you know, yeah, I think it's just, the city just lends itself to being and uh, you know, social, outdoorsy, mm. um, you know, so I like to exercise, all that sort of stuff. It's just all, I, I, I don't know. I think Sydney has been like more of the push for me in that way. I, I don't know if I necessarily would have <laughs> been as, as like social or outgoing necessarily in somewhere like, um, in like Adelaide, but yeah, yeah right. um, I think it's, yeah, Sydney's easy to be. Yeah, keep it Totally. I feel you there. Uh, last question. Probably I would have answered it already, but what is it like to be you right now? What's in your head? What's it all about? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. You're going to need to cut this <laughs> No, it's all good. Nice silence is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... What... I, I feel very, very grateful. And I think I've said that a few times, but I do feel very lucky. And just in a work context, I I feel very lucky that everything has kind of happened the way that it has and that I've been able to get to the point that I am. And I feel very lucky for that. And I don't take any of that for granted. Um, and I also just feel lucky in, in terms of just personally, I guess I have always had you know, the, the right people have always shown up for me at the right time. And, um, that's always just, I think about, you know, my, my short existence and I am just amazed that things have happened at the right time for me. You know, I've met the right people, um, you know, like an early job. I met, um, a guy who I ended up coming out to and he was like the first person I came out to him and his partner and they were like great mentors for me. And I've always just had, there's always just been this rolling thing of people me finding people that are like willing to help me at the yeah, right time right. Mm. and I've always just felt very lucky about that and I and it's continued till now you know I've just always somehow people have come into my life who are incredibly kind and generous and showed me showed me the way um, Amazing. and that's yeah. kind of continued through design and so I just feel yeah I just feel incredibly lucky and um, yeah I just I want to keep on doing all of the same stuff and uh, just see where it goes basically I feel like everything's you know there's a big exciting world out there and mm. everything's there if I want to go for it and you know make the most of it and just try my best and go for it yeah exactly see what happens awesome. yeah awesome well thank you Stephen uh, appreciate you. it thank so you. much thanks yeah. for the end of the podcast thank you Thanks for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Portrait Session. Feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you did enjoy it, which will help other people discover the show. Have a great day, and thanks again for your support.